Hey everybody, welcome to Everything Goes. Sorry I'm a little late. I, uh, my clock, this one here, saying one thing. Another clock saying something else, so I thought I had a minute. <laughs> I guess I didn't. Anyway, aha. Uh -huh. Wow, the room's filling up pretty quick. Um, anyway, I put a bunch of stuff up. Um, some of the things I talked about in last night's pod. Hey, how you doing? Uh, Jaja79? Jaja79. Aha. Uh -huh. You were doing some Jaja back in 79. <laughs> when you didn't know any better. <laughs> anyway. Um, so anyway, I talked about a lot of things last night. I just you know, began to you know, uh, engage the topic. Hey. <laughs> well we all done that we all done some stupid things in our past <laughs> so you know and the name jaja kind of has that kind of has that kind of zing zing to it anyway hey ccw how you doing um wow room filled up pretty quick 19 already <laughs> i must i must be saying something right um i gotta say I got to say, I am pleasantly surprised that um, since I've done the live stream, I've noticed a major increase in people tuning in or even um, uploading the show. A lot of people are downloading the shows, and I'm like, wow, that's, that's, uh, that's, that amazes me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a male thing. What can I tell you, Jaja? Men think in one way, women think another. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's a it's a pleasant it's pleasantly surprised that this many people have been have increased in downloading the shows or uh, uploading whatever. So that's and that's a good sign. You know, it's always a good sign when you've got people actually downloading your shows and sharing these shows with other people. So I, I am, I appreciate you guys tuning in and coming into the room or whatever and asking questions, whatever. Um, so that again, it makes the show more enticing. You know what I mean? So instead of me just talking about different things, uh, hi Selma, how you doing? You know, Dominic, you made it. Aha. Uh -huh. See, Dominic is an old, 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 old listener from way back, I think, even to the Micro Effect days. So I don't know if many of you know that I was, used to be on the Micro Effect and had my own show. Uh, I need to listen to get the info, make sure I get it correct. Yeah, and I'm also putting them on, just so you all know, I'm also putting them on the pod. Like you see, the, I don't know if you guys can see the links up there where it says about. I don't know if you have that on your side. But I've been putting different links up there as well. And if you don't get it, don't worry about it. It'll be either on the show before on a podcast or a show after, you know, one or the other, so that you guys can get the information. It's all there. You know what I mean? Uh, since 2014, wow. That seems like another, another timeline. <laughs> You know, another time, 2017, that also seems like another timeline. You know what I mean? It's amazing when you sit there. Um, uh, 
We sit there and think about the way things were back in 2017 and 2014. Things were pretty dire then too, but we we just weren't fully um, um, aware how dire. <laughs> you know, um, it's amazing sometimes what you know what has transpired in the past has put us where we are at today in this insanity that we're dealing with. Um, I was watching a program yesterday and there, and there was a guy from the UK, I guess, or someplace in the Commonwealth where he was talking about what he was seeing with the, um, 2008. Wow. 2008 was another, a whole different world. <laughs> wow. What a change. You know, I think maybe I was in Arizona at that time. Not sure. Uh, it's gotten hard for me to keep track of time anymore. Um, but anyway, this guy was talking about what he was seeing and how this thing was assembling and microbots were putting it together. And, um, and I was watching this guy and I was watching what he was seeing and I realized that he really didn't know what he was looking at. And majority of these people that are out there right now, a majority of them do not know what they're looking at. They don't. What he was seeing was a lattice assembly with this thing constructing itself. And that's what nanobiotech does. Even without the genetics, even without the injections, you're dealing with something that, again, and I keep reminding everybody, we're dealing with something that can self-assemble, self-repair, and self-replicate. That's why when you're trying to... Um, um, you're going to chelate this stuff out this is not just metal this is a programmable operating system inside of nanotechnology and what they've done with the injections they've taken that to a whole new level of destruction you know um the um <laughs> what's just going on the um so again, we're looking at uh, everything about ascorbic acid was the first video I saw. Oh, really? Okay, cool. Yeah, I have no idea. No, honestly, I really have no idea at all who's listening to my shows, who's who's tuned in. Even with this, it gives me an idea of how many people have tuned in, but from where they're tuning in from, I have no idea. Uh, I looked up some statistics on one of my shows. Uh, I found out that 66% of people in India actually go to my website. I found that really interesting because, and again, um, hey, old fashioned, uh, when you think about it, the sites were done for two ways. One, to give me exposure, but two, to give people the ability to make whatever they needed for themselves because not everybody's rich can afford these these expensive vitamins either uh, hey tutorman how you doing so anyway uh it's interesting that like over 60 percent of the hits on that page are coming from india i thought that was amazing um like i said i have no idea who hits what who sees what you know it's 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 wide it's wide open just like this show everything goes <laughs> Anyway, the guy that was looking at the um, component he was looking at, he was seeing a self-assembly 
system right in front of his eyes and then recognize it. Uh, yeah, well, the interesting thing about life is you don't really see the truth until something bad really happens to you. You know, to, so you go to some ordeal and just when you think you've got your, you know, your ducks in a barrel and your knots, your knickers in a knot are, you know, straight and narrow, something will come along and <laughs> show you how and how much you're not aware or awake. Um, uh, yeah, I, you know, I watch all your YouTubes. I checked out all your sites and recommend them to a lot of people you share amazing information thank you thank you thank you for um doing all that i try i try to give you things that nobody else has given you and i'm trying to give you a, a, an element of truth that none of them are talking about you got to remember in this industry and most of you are aware of this fact it's not about if something works or not it's about getting your name out there and that you're pro uh, propagating or projecting a product in order to make money. That's really what it's all about. I've been in this industry for a long time, so I understand how this, how the, the, uh, the beast works, really. Um, uh, oh, really? Cool. Um, so, like I said, when you hear these top-name people, yeah, is it safe? <laughs> I remember when he first did that, that a video on copper and, and uh, trisodium phosphate. We kept hearing, is it safe? Is it safe? <laughs> yeah, we made it, then we made a joke out of it. Every time we did something, is it safe, you know? So then I would also uh, uh, take the stuff in front of everybody and fake I was dying or something. Ah! And then I said, okay, I fooled you. Nothing's wrong. I'm okay. All's good, you know? Um, yeah, we've come a long way. You know, if anyone's been with me that long, geez, we've come a long way. We went from biological assault, uh, to <laughs> synthetic life form and artificial life assaulting and degenerating mankind. We went a lot, we, and that just happened in a long, short, what, 10, 13 year jump. We went from something basically biological that we could treat with any herb, any any orthomolecular substance, change of diet, to now having to come up with ways to block frequencies and stop a machine from assembling inside your body, to avoiding these bioweapons. And you know what? Every day I'm reading more and more how they're coming up with newer and newer and newer injections that they're planning on uh, releasing in the general population. So be prepared for... The shit hitting the fan. First time around, they, they came along with deceit and manipulation. Next time around, they're going to come in with something a little bit more, a little bit more gusto, you know. Uh, you know. So, again, we are looking at a whole different world today. You know, and the one thing about being healthy today, and I'm going to tell you this straight out, it's going to get expensive. I was listening to somebody today making a comment about how the government is passing some bill, 1049 or some shit, 
but it's not a new bill. It really isn't a new bill. And this is how the health food industry has been running things for a long time. If you got a herb or a substance that is being made, has to, you have to know what lab it's coming from, what it's supposed to do, and any possible side effect that it could cause. You know. Yeah, well, there's all kinds of them going to be coming around, you know. And they're going to release all kinds of different shit again just so that the, the peptides will, again, uh, will merge. And when they merge, they will create a whole new different biology using the, uh, the genetic material at hand. This is biowarfare on the grandest scale. And if anybody hasn't figured that out yet, that this is biowarfare... And they got it's just like what Midran said back in 83, 85, that he would that people would ask to be treated. They would ask to be treated. And this is what's going on. Oh, please help us. You know. I mean, uh, Tony, I'm interested in your opinion on this as well as the other people in the live stream. I live in a major city, and it seems whenever we go into a restaurant, the host to say, it's going to be a while because we only have a server, one server uh, on. I spoke with other people in other areas of the country and they report the same thing. Do you think there's a shortage of workers because of people dying? I've been saying that for how long? What we're seeing, United, if you're in the United States of America, you have lost 70 million people in your country alone. Just you alone. They wiped out, and you can take, thank Mr. Trump for releasing that bioweapon that he knew fucking well was not tested and tried properly, was never really modified properly, and he released that bioweapon on his own citizens in the country. Biden has just been continuing the perpetration. And don't put any faith, and I mean any faith, in any politician. They will play the role. That's all they're doing. People are thinking DeSantis are, is, a, is a good guy, blah, blah, dee, and blah, da, da. We just saw pictures the other day how he was making certain uh, Masonic symbols with the triangle. You know, don't allow yourself in any way, shape, or form to put any faith in any politician. In Canada, I don't trust them, none of them. Not one. I know today they're saying the right things that need to be said to get people, again, to, uh, you know, uh, placate to whatever the message is and to basically um, soften their stance and not be as defensive. Out West is where they're working on right now. In Alberta, especially. I like this woman, what she's saying. I like what she is saying. But I have a wait and see attitude going on right now to see what she's going, how Alberta is going to get fucked. That's the only way to put it. So I'm not, I'm not being a pessimist. I'm a very strong realist. I got a friend of mine. She always tells me I'm, I'm so negative. She says, I'm not negative. I'm just a realist. You're just an optimist. I says optimism is great, but you have to have a certain level of a reality check. <laughs> I'm all for being optimistic. If I see something to be able to substantiate the optimism, but right now what I'm seeing substantiating is the um, is the um, game that's being played. 
Ah, sure, you made it. Aha. Uh -huh. See, you did make it. Um, so, like I said, do not put any faith in anything that you're seeing out there today. Nothing. No judge, no courtroom. Even if you're here, they're taking Fauci to court and all that. That's all staged. That's all staged. You have to remember, they gave him a $300,000 retirement package. Okay, so he, they ain't going to do nothing to him. You know, we got and we got our ding, dingle balls up here in in uh, Ottawa. They're not going to do nothing to them either. The courts already threw something out of the court system here in Canada when two guys went after the police for violating Canadian Charter of Rights. The court just dismissed it. Didn't even listen to it. That's telling you that in Canada, we're several steps ahead of those of you in the United States as far as losing our privileges because none of us had any rights. Americans never had any rights either. You, there's a conception of rights, but you don't have any. Thanks for testimony in the bucket. Okay. Um, remember, we are not living in ethical times. We are living in interdimensional in, in an interdimensional war. And we're seeing this war being played out here on uh, terra firma. You know, yeah, so it, we, we need to be you know, on our game and not being deceived and maneuvered and uh, derailed on any level. This is going to get worse and worse and worse. Ain't going to get better anytime soon. And I'm being an optimist. <laughs> Nothing anywhere is free of the WEF. Uh, those behind them by, by now killed the last ones off in Africa. Perhaps some miscellaneous other. I'm not sure what that's. They help lumps. Doesn't matter. They'll be taken over soon. Yeah. Well, Africa's always been a target or ex an experiment. I did a show the other day and it talked about um, people that were, uh, what's the term? Give me a second. Let me see here. Let me see. The most vulnerable or the hardest hit. I talked about this yesterday. The most vulnerable are the hardest hit. How do we define the most vulnerable? How do we define that? You know, how do we how do we define the vulnerable? Think about that. Are you do you have to be poor to be vulnerable? Do you have to be a woman to be vulnerable? Do you have to be a man to be vulnerable? Do you have to be a transgender 99,000 uh, gender identification pronouns and, and proverbs? You, you have to be one of those. Do you have to be living in a ghetto to be a vulnerable person? Do you have to be living in a rural area to be a vulnerable person? What defines vulnerability? You have to be a certain color to be vulnerable. You have to be a certain ethnicity to be vulnerable. Yet to come from another country to be vulnerable. What does that mean exactly? See, that's a question. We, we hear 
the word vulnerable and automatically go to whatever, whatever, however we've been programmed to believe what is considered vulnerable. Because you got dark skin, does that make you vulnerable? Because you got light skin, does that make you vulnerable? You know, does does you know being living in a ghetto, does that make you vulnerable? Living in a suburb, does that make you vulnerable? How about living in a rural area? Does that make you vulnerable? You know, think about that for one minute. What defines you being vulnerable? Does it mean being old? Are you vulnerable? Okay, let me read what I wrote. The most vulnerable are the hardest hit. How should we define vulnerable? Those who are so far out of touch with the current matrix, you can never integrate them into it. People who are truthers, they will never, 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 never compromise. Are they the most vulnerable? Those who refuse to surrender traditional ways for the current clusterfuck that we're living in today, are they the most vulnerable? Those who believe in God and will not compromise to become electronically integrated, uh, are they um, electronically integrated peripheral surrounding their autonomy or their faith or surrendering their autonomy or their faith? Are they the most vulnerable? Those who are ethnically and culturally different, those who are in status of poverty based on today's standard of wealth. How do we define that exactly? As a, as a mom with two kids, no dad, is she vulnerable? See, that, that word is so broad and so extreme that it gives the WEF and the globalists free reign to create regulations that absolutely affect nobody and gives them the advantage. Okay, now again, I've just read here, I believe it's those who are outside of a support group who have the, their best interests at heart, or so I believe. What have I told you that nobody's vulnerable? Nobody. What if I told you most of you today who are living your lives have done so on your own, most of it, you've had maybe support people here and there, but on as a whole, people aren't vulnerable. They're put in a, in a place of being disadvantaged, but they're not vulnerable unless they want to be vulnerable. Hey, Tracy, how you doing? Uh, yeah, language is a propaganda. Are the natives in North America vulnerable? Or are they even put in a place of compromise? See, we're mixing vulnerability with compromise. And that's what they're counting on. They show you a little child in Africa, you know, and they've shown you the same child for the last 35 years, and this child has been starving, and his gut's out, and you see his ribs and the, and the big brown eyes and this sad look, and 35 years later, this kid is still being shown on television as some poor, vulnerable child in Africa. Or has that child and his culture been compromised? Have been put in a position where they are, they can't do anything. That's not vulnerability, that's being compromised. Everybody and everybody who has an opportunity and takes that opportunity will show how invulnerable you really are. Doesn't mean you can't get your ass knocked down. Doesn't mean you can't be, you know, 
you you uh, can't fall. It just means that you are you have the ability to move forward and yeah, you're going to make errors, but you can still move forward. How many of you out there have your own business? How many of you out there are working from your own home? How many out there are contractors? You have taken steps to make yourself invulnerable. <coughs> you have taken steps to make yourself uncompromised. How many of you are prepping, buying food, making food, storing food? You have taken steps to become invulnerable, being prepared. You have taken steps so that you will no longer be compromised. You're taking steps so you don't have to be reliant on a system that will screw you at the drop of a hat. See, there's a difference. But they got you believing that somebody who's compromised is vulnerable. Not always. I've been compromised many times in my life. And I've been uh, manip manipulated many times in my life. I wasn't vulnerable. I was just stupid. And I had to fight my way out of these situations in whatever form or fashion that I had to use in order to get out of those situations. Whether to go get a job, two jobs, start a business, whatever I had to do or relocate, buy a new place or rent a new place, whatever. I wouldn't accept the fact that I'd been compromised. And I was able to, with, you know, again, my belief in what I, and I, what I hold dear, able to move forward. So, Again, when they're using that word and that terminology, that's just them to be able to placate the emotion so that they can further take over, say, well, you know, those poor natives up north don't have any running water. The reason those poor natives up north don't have any running water it's because the government took took away their ability to put running water in there. Now that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> that is so true. You know. Yeah, those five leaders in Africa, they killed. You know, one of them was a doctor, biologist. And he knew they were full of shit. Um... Yeah, well, that's the same all over the world. Canadians have been tricked to, be to take themselves out. They lined up for this bioweapon. Oh, yeah, I'm going to die. Jab me, jab me. <laughs> you know, people in old folks' homes, retirement homes, were not allowed to see their family members. Again, this was a compromise. The biggest problem that we have as a society on the planet is we listen to a bunch of fuckheads. That's what happened. Lying, thieving bastards that did nothing but cause carnage. They destroyed not only people's lives, they not only took people's lives, they destroyed the economics of every country in the world. Every country is devastated. China was already broke. U.S. is broke. Europe is more broke. And whatever life Europe has left, they're going to take that away by uh, overcharging them for natural gas, which, again, that was all manipulated. Hi, Tony. In the form of the triangle, 12 inches, I think. Thank you for all the great info. Okay, sounds good.
you know. And this is what's going on throughout. I always tell people to be vigilant anymore. Because we're seeing more and more as time is going on. How this bioweapon that they created is has been designed to take people out, whether they've been injected or not, to expedite the process of the operating system to further destroy whatever's left of their DNA. And those who didn't get the injection or the bioweapon inserted, it was designed to break, weaken their immune system or to break them down so that they could be more receptive to whatever they decide to release in the air, whether it be a frequency or other injections that they would have put in other people. This ain't over. This isn't over. And it gave everybody this false sense of safety or this false sense of being relaxed. Be very vigilant. If people say you're xenophobic or whatever they're going to call you, too bad, so sad. When they're dead and gone because they're being so non-vigilant, they'll have to deal with whatever comes their way. I'd be encouraging all of you to become self-employed and use the computer as much as you can to interact with customers. Going out, being with other people can be a liability today. You know, we don't know. And I get somebody say, well, I got friends that have been jabbed. Yeah, those friends are now going to kill you. Bluetooth technology gets engaged. They're emitting high levels of radiation. If the radiation doesn't, and the radiation is designed to weaken you, so whatever is inside of them can now have better and clearer access to your DNA. And it sounds a little paranoid. But when you start understanding how this weaponry is being utilized, it's not so paranoid after all. What's your views on shedding in the vax? I'm not vax and have concerns about... Yeah, you should have. You should have. I was saying this was going to happen two years and ten months ago. You have four bioweapons walking around in America alone and Canada and the rest of Europe. Four. And they're all shedding their peptides or their spiked protein as they're putting it. Those proteins or peptides will mix. They have different formulations and different compositions. So when they mix, they will create a whole new dynamic. They haven't yet even begun to talk about this. I was saying that, like I said, two years and 10 months ago, I said two years and 10 months ago, the whole thing was fraud. Butar came out six weeks later after I said it. I think Tenpenny came out um, nine, seven or nine months later. That's all. This was all bullshit. But they infected the population like they wanted to. Bill Gates was telling you we did a really good job with the vaccines. We could see 15% of the population go down. What was he talking about? <laughs> take 6 billion people and take 15% take of that. That's almost a million 
The million people that they were counting on taking out, they they surpassed that. They surpassed that, way past it. You know. Hi, Raccoon, how you doing? So like I said, yeah, you have every reason to be concerned. If you got people that have been injected, you really don't want to, you know, have them in your in your company. There's a another colleague of mine, friend of mine, down in I believe Maryland or the Carolinas, somewhere over there. And he used to be a fireman, he's fire medic aide. He sometimes comes in here. And he was telling us about Bluetooth technology and how the fire department was able, excuse me, to expand their to expand their network using other people's Bluetooth. Didn't matter if you were wearing it in your ear or cell phone or if it's in your body. You would be part of that a node to expand the network. The Bluetooth radiation is even higher than that of the cell phone. And the Bluetooth doesn't necessarily go off when you flip the switch either. So he was explaining this and how just that Bluetooth technology alone can kill you. And he and then he showed, proceeded to show using an RF meter, when people came into his place, how they would tap the meter. And when they left the meter, the residual radiation still lingered. When I go out in public, I can visceral feel, uh, feel the bio fuels of the vaccinated. I feel foggy and unable, uh, unstable on my feet, increased heart rate. I feel, uh, I feel, I really try to avoid public spaces and vaccinate as much as possible. People think it's a conspiracy, uh, like action, but it's actually true. Well, one thing about that too, Acquia, is the fact that you're also out there and facial recognition programs are also hitting you. So the radiation from the, from the blue beam or the 6G will create that same effect you're talking about. May not necessarily be coming from the people. The, it all depends if, they got, if they've turned them on or not. But if you're walking into a store, into a mall, you're going to get a little dopey and a little dizzy because you're being, you're being hit with all kinds of scanning devices which are on a 6G level, which will weaken your immune system as well. Because if it breaks out, break, and again, 6G goes through everything. And what it does is it releases hydrogen from the body to become a super conduit to target the DNA. So if you're being hit with a 6G frequency, the DNA now has become more compromised so that when somebody does walk by you and is emitting, it can have a, a higher impact. So you're correct in the fact that um, uh, you would be getting affected. You know, There is a combination of both. I want you to be aware of the fact you walk into a a grocery store, a big box store in, in a mall or a box store outside. You walk in, all of a sudden you're a little, you know, you're a little dozy or disorientated for a second. You walk inside, the lights are producing a Li-Fi, which is monitoring wherever you're going in the store. So again, that's going to create a kind of a woozy feeling until your, until your system adjusts to it. And if someone comes by and is emitting a blue Bluetooth frequency or their cell phone goes on, it can definitely have an impact on you. I had the same thing happen to me. I walked into a store and I knew that facial recognition hit me because I went a little bit lightheaded. 
and two people walked out with a cell phone that just just about spun me around so yeah i, I get i know what you're saying uh it's so sad i haven't hugged my vaccinated mother allowed her in my house but i feel that until i understand more that i'm putting myself at risk do you think my thoughts are correct yeah i agree with you i agree with you uh i'd be wearing an ionizer if you do get around your mother i'd have a good ionizer on you uh you know it um it will put an electronic or a static field around you so if something does jump it has to get through the field so if you got a ionizer emitting of uh ions around you they will collect on you as well where you may get a hit is if you eat something say you buy a piece of fruit or meat or whatever and somebody has been around it or touched it and you pick it up and go home to consume it it then you may have there's a strong possibility that it can hop from the food into your internals so yeah so there is that aspect as aspect as well uh, you know the concept of being lonely and, and i understand that but i think it also gives you the opportunity to research and develop if you use the time correctly. So what could be the cause of preteen bedwetting and my, my name suggestion for that? Uh, how, old, how old is the person? Boy or girl, you know, I mean, some of it could be diet, some of it could be a deficiency, some of it could be... Uh, Again, being hit with frequencies at night. So it all depends. So hold up, hold. My job takes me to the homes of others. I know immediately if they have, have Wi-Fi to the teeth, I start getting headaches and nauseous and dizzy. I climb ladders. So it's a bad situation. Sometimes I actually have to leave. I never had Wi-Fi in my house and never will. Okay. 12. Boy. Okay, I would probably look at, the first thing I would look at before I jump to any conclusions, I would look for a yeast infection. So I'd probably give them a tea with bay leaf and thyme. You know, have them drink the tea. You want to flavor it, flavor it. You could add a little sugar to it or add a little glycerin to it. So if you're going to say, you're going to talk about sugar. Yeah, sugar is the safest sweetener out there. So if you want to sweeten it just a little bit, you can. Or glycerin uh and have them drink that throughout the day and see after a couple of days if that clears it up okay start off with that change his diet make sure he's not eating any bread any pasta any rice any cereal uh any grain whatsoever no quinoa burda uh, uh buckwheat or anything like that you know and see how it goes see how it goes so we got here uh all righty so again we're we're in a war we're in a war this is why the other day when we're ta I was talking about sex and relationships and so forth and so on everything has been weaponized the food you're buying at the grocery store the, the reason why we still have food at the grocery store i think is because they want to keep pe keep people eating to further load up nanobiotech inside of a person you know, 
we have now relatives that have been injected. For those of you who haven't been injected, you know, obviously you want to hug your mom and dad. Obviously you want to, you know, make contact with your, your kin. But this is the, like the Bible said, this has been the great divide. Mother against daughter, father against son, father-in-law against son-in-law, daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. I mean, they hit everything. You know, they isolate, segregate, and then initiate whatever targeting they're going to do. It's an unfortunate reality, but that's the world we live in. And the unfortunate part of this reality is this could have all been avoided if everybody had stood their ground and didn't just accept blindly that they actually had found something which they never found. Someone sent me, like I said, a thing about the Sinopharma injection. It's also an mRNA injection, so there's no safe injection out there. The first one they were using supposedly dead uh, residual of the SARS-CoV-2. Well, we never found it. They never found that. I'm really not thinking, well, how could they use samples of it when they never found anything to tie to it? Amazing. And the deception hasn't stopped. And it's not going to anytime soon. You have to understand, they are playing for keeps. You know, when we're seeing all this bullshit with the courts. You know, I haven't seen really anything really move in any way, form, or fashion. And I'm seeing now more and more how even the courts are not even not even hearing of hearing the case. They're dismissing it, claiming neutrality. Okay, they, they've been talking for a while about vaccinating folks with vegetables by putting stuff in the vegetables. I've read that too. How does lipid nano uh, transfer in that case? Same way. Same way. It's not going into the vegetable. It's going into the DNA. Everyone's got to start thinking DNA, not tissue, not cells, not muscle, not organ. DNA. If I want to make a change in something, I have to go into the DNA. That is the operating system. That tells your body how to function. That triggers your immune response. That tells your system what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. So if we're, if we're putting that stuff into the vegetables, it's not because it's going into the fiber. And you got to remember, and I've said this many a time, nanobiotech loves carbon. What are your vegetables made out of? Oh, carbon. Too many capitulated and complied because they bought the red herring. Now, those who haven't taken the needle uh, craft have to suffer for those who bought blindly. Uh, blindly or eye wide open accepted this that's true to a point I'm not really I'm not myself personally feeling anything 
that negative. I still go and do whatever I want to do. I just don't waste my time anymore. I go in, get my shit, and get out if I got to go shopping. If I am associating with people there, most of them are awake. Unless they have health issues, then they come see me because of that. But in general, this hasn't made that much of a difference for me. I wasn't that much of a social animal to begin with. So, the, and the people I did socialize with, you know, we had pretty good close connections and close bonds. So, when we're looking at this whole thing, it all depends on how you were living and what what state of awake you were in. You know what I mean? Um... Well, I think they've already started. Heard they're going to be spitting the uh, mRNA in food. I heard that they've already started putting in some of the cattle. Think of splicing into the DNA without, with, and any substance exactly. RNA DNA. Once you got to remember, the RNA and DNA control everything in your body. It is the super conduit, super operating system, super program. If we put something in the DNA and tell it to replicate whatever, it will do so. If it has the protein and the resources to do what they command it to do, it can be done. And with all the nano most of you have got, have got inside you just from breathing it in, the sky's the limit. Uh... You have any idea what could be in the fourth jab? I would probably say more advanced programming. If we're talking third strand DNA, and I was reading about that last night a little bit. When you add the third strand DNA into the DNA, it can literally neutralize your DNA and its functionality. And it can then completely take over. It shuts down key aspects of your specific DNA right now and, imp and implements itself in those spots where your DNA was functioning. So in other words, anything that's critical, life support, or, or uh, functioning is where this associates. How did you find out children has C60? I tried to find that info, but wasn't able to. I, I just found it. If you look at it, it has a carbon C60 in it. Just type in uh, carbon C60 and shillage it. See what you get. I wasn't looking for it. In fact, my, when I read that it was in there, I, I, I had just bought a pound of this shit and it wound up in the garbage. So, um, you know, all depends how you create the query in order to find out what's up and down. You know, let me see if I can do something real quick here. Um, give me one minute. Uh, let's see. <laughs> um, 
In Shilajit, C60 is a formation in the core structure of Shilajit as a molecule bond. It's right there. You know, all you got to do is, like I said, just type in uh, carbon C60 and Shilajit and you'll, you should be able to pull it up. You know, like I said, I wasn't even looking for it when I found it. Uh, it's 300 part per million nano. No, if it is an actual part per million. You got to remember, there's a lot of products out there right now. They're saying they're 30, 10 to 30 part per million when it comes to nano silver. And they, that is not part per million. That is part per billion because they will tell you it's a nano silver. So again, it's all deception. What do you think of water cremation now, dumping that into our water source crops? Well, that's going to be great. That's going to be fantastic. Wow. We're going to be able to liquefy the remains of a person after they've been injected and violated with a genetically operating system. Then we're going to turn them into a liquid, a liquid a peptide, and then we're going to spray them into the water table and into the, into the uh, earth. Woo. Doesn't that excite you? You'll be able to transfer everything that that person had uh, into the food supply. Imagine that. I looked for Dr. Vite and then Dr. Rivici. Selenium Research couldn't find anything. Please spell it. Rivici is R-E-V-I-C-C-H-I-A. So what mineral powder are you taking? I'm just taking electrolytes. I'm not taking any mineral powders. Most of those minerals today are all toxic. I wouldn't bother with them. The electrolytes are the big one that you need. You know, so again, be aware of what you're, when you're getting a full uh, uh, micro minerals and all that shit they're op propagating, you better know what you're taking. What website do you buy your selenium from? You know, I... I went to know, okay, if you're in the United States, I went to NOAA Technologies. They're down in Texas. And I ordered uh, sodium selenite. That's what I used. You know. So, um, but you can go to different chemical companies to get it. Now, it's hard to find. And it's going to get harder to find. Because they're talking about Ebola. Ebola. Yay, Ebola. Woohoo. <laughs> you bleed from your eyes, you bleed from your ears, and you bleed from your arse. You know, you just bleed out, you know. So, um, what was the website that you can get? Go on Amazon. Amazon sells it. Even if you live in the United States, potassium iodide you can get. You can go to almost any chemical company to get that too. Is selenium dioxide good? No, it's an oxidizer. I'd probably be using it in a salt, uh, salt forma formation or a um, sulfur formation or a citric a bond with either citric acid or ascorbic acid. So if it's um, uh, selenium citrate, selenium ascorbate, Selenium uh, methionine, even selenium uh, sulfate, and maybe uh, uh, sodium selenite. Those are the ones I would use.
Well, you got to remember, there are people out there that are buying adrenochrome from uh, Amazon as well. So, what do you, what do you, you know, is Brazil not a good source of selenium? It depends. Depends where you're eating them from and getting them from. If they've been irradiated, the selenium content will be reduced drastically. It used to be that uh, Brazil nuts used to carry about five milligrams of selenium. This is why I tell people to take at least uh, up to a milligram a day every day. But when it gets irradiated, it drops drastically down to about one to two milligrams. Better than half. So um, you may not get enough. There's a lot of things today you cannot eat to get your nutrition anymore. Some things if you eat too much of to get the nutritional value you need to get by eating these things could cause deficiencies in other areas of the body. They tell you to eat, you know, broccoli for your breast and eat uh, kale and eat, you know, rutabaga and uh, cabbage. And have you do it every day. They'll fry your thyroid right off you. But they don't tell you that. They don't even they don't even imply that. So Brazil nut has a high phytate content to it as well. So you can make a, a Brazil nut butter, peanut butter, and eat that every so often. But again, don't do it daily. You know. A hyperbaric chamber is beneficial. Yes, they can be. Uh, is lithium take good for anxiety? No. These people believe that the because you put an oric acid, ortatic acid on a lithium, that it makes it safe. I really don't understand that whole concept. It makes absolutely no sense. Lithium is a salt. And they're using the acid to make it more bioavailable. So, they go, so when it goes through the liver and gets into the brain, it doesn't come out. And lithium can cause kidney failure. So I really don't see a need to take it. And most of the time, it's not lithium that people need, but magnesium. There's been all kinds of studies to also validate that as well. So I wouldn't use it. You think the med beds are safe? Again, safe is a relative term. What do you mean by safe? Define that. Uh... And is autism reversible for uh, four year Yeah, of course. Four-year-old brain is still malleable and can repair. For sure. I did research that uh, states that PMF on the brain and blood ozone therapy can help if someone can't afford this procedure. A doctor offers, can, can the bucket reverse autism? No. No. And I wouldn't be doing that kind of therapy either. Not until the child's been on some sort of heavy-duty yogurt and saturated fat diet for at least a year. A lot of the autism that children are finding are getting is either from the injections, which had nano components to them, or their mothers got injected, or something to the effect that they were uh, exposed to high levels of pollutants. You don't want to be effing around with magnetic fields on a young child's head. Not until you fortify it. And if they're getting enough saturated fat, enough... Uh, uh, foods that are fermented, that alone can repair it. Okay. 
Speedy Gonzalez doesn't cure anything. Speedy Gonzalez can create side effects and screw-ups, especially with a four-year-old. You know, you got to remember, there's a lot of people out there selling a lot of bullshit. And usually when you understand with autism, dementia, and um, um, what's the other one? And Parkinson's are, these are nano-saturated brains. Brains have been overloaded with these nanoparticulates and it's causing brain damage. Magnesium bicarbonate. You, well, depends what you're using it for. What are you using it for? I had a horrible dream last night. So visited, I woke up scared. My lower right head was pulsing in a waveform. Hey, you made contact with Elvis. Elvis. <laughs> what something do you suggest for autism or just saturated fats? I would probably give you probiotics. I would give you uh, saturated fat. I would mix B12 into the probiotic, folic acid, choline, inositol. I would also give you sunflower lecithin, and I would also give you a vitamin E that is a non-soy, non-flaxseed source. Yeah, over a period of time. So probiotics and such for over a period of time, you can. I would give the child a B complex as well. I would, again, if you're getting a liquid B, there is, um, in the United States, there's a company called B Total. It's got a very low NB complex, but it's got a high B12, one, one milligram. I would put a dropper full in about a four or six ounce thing of yogurt, mix it up. And every day, every day, give that child a teaspoon of that every couple hours. So that the B12 will absorb, break down in the gut where it needs to break down, and start repairing the brain and the neural connections to the brain. You know. Uh, find a source that you can be... Okay. Alrighty. Uh, so we got here. Magnesium glycinate. Okay, I'm not a big, big, I just use very rudimentary minerals. And when you get into that whole concept of magnesium and all these different magnesiums, if they're not bound with some kind of acid, they won't absorb properly anyway. Citrate, malate, ascorbate, butyric, uh, acetic, lactic, even uh, propionic acids, any acid mixed with magnesium should, uh, citric, like I said, should make it very bioavailable. Magnesium glycinate, basically combine magnesium and glycine. It's what, they, what used to be called a uh, chelated uh, mineral. Chelated minerals are very poorly absorbed. They don't absorb very well at all because the magnesium acts as a base so when it hits the stomach, it actually neutralizes the stomach acid to break it down. So I go the route where if I'm taking any kind of mineral that has a base content to it, like boron, calcium, sodium, potassium, magnesium, I will add an acid with it to ensure that it breaks down in my stomach or be engages initiating a breakdown where it doesn't neutralize the acids in my stomach, you know. Yeah, B total is what it's called. It's a liquid B vitamin. 
It was designed for kids. I believe it's got B12 in it, B3s in it, uh, maybe B6. I forget now what's all in it. But the B12 is a major, very major player. And B3, choline, and acetone are really big players for the brain and neurons. So magnesium citrate is found in the yeah, but you got to remember when you're reading the stuff in the drugstore, the liquid stuff has shit in it. All that should be in there is magnesium and citric acid, nothing else, and maybe glycerin. But a lot of them put in another ingredient. I forget what it is, and again, it's garbage. What is SDS? What do you mean SDS? Mag oxide is worthless. That's why it's so cheap. Well, it's worthless and it's not. Okay, let's say I find magnesium oxide. I find a big, big bottle of it. Say a, 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 a 500 gram bottle of magnesium oxide. And they're selling to me for two bucks. And all that's in it is magnesium oxide. No silica, no titanium, no natural or, or uh, artificial flavors, no aluminum, nothing but magnesium oxide. I may buy that bottle, and then when I come home, I will convert that to a magnesium citrate or a magnesium uh, malate or a magnesium acetate. And all you need to do with that is you take the oxide, it's 70%, and that 30% of it is acid. Now you have made a magnesium citrate, a scorbate, a uh, malate, because that's all they are. So again, not necessarily useless, it's just they're not useful unless you add an acid with them by far and so magnesium citrate as far as uptake and absorption will be for sure you're better off taking glycine on its own if you're using it for sleep or using it for some sort of uh brain neural activity take your magnesium citrate ascorbate whatever and you'll see studies saying that magnesium glycinate is better to better than any other form. That's again marketing. Total bullshit. Um, what about spraying magnesium from the ancients? Uh, Zexting sealed in the Netherlands. Well, it doesn't matter where it's coming from as long as it is a magnesium. And when you put magnesium to water, it produces a like an oil not really an oil i forget how they describe it so that should work but i mean if you're going to go through all that trouble why not just go get dead sea salt you know uh what kind of magnesium it's a magnesium chloride if i'm not mistaken we get magnesium chloride mix it with water tony what can heal hepatitis b walmart walmart does a good job of healing hepatitis b you take your you go to walmart and you take the old liver out, put get a new one, you know, they'll 3D print you a brand new one, put it back in, and you're good to go. No more problems, see? <laughs> the best thing that I found that cures almost of the hepatitis. <laughs> the best thing I I've seen that works on any any form of hepatitis A, B, C, 
uh, is um, uh, dandelion root, milk thistle, lysine, zinc, and copper with C. And you have them do the, uh, the teas every three hours with the supplements. And I've actually had people get rid of it. So that's something you can try. Why do they put titanium dioxide in candy? So that you can come to my show and ask me questions like this so that I would have some kind of answer. That's why they do it. They, that's the only reason why they would do something like that. <laughs> they put titanium dioxide in candy because it's a whitening agent. And because if you're a male and you have a set of balls and you eat this stuff, it will go into your testicles and destroy your capacity to be able to become fully developed. You have a damaged set of testicles, so thereby you may not be able to reproduce or, or, or um, uh, repo uh, repopulate the planet. And it can cause testicular cancer. That's why they put it in there. Um, sodium thiosulfate. What is that? It's a sodium with it's, uh, two types of sodium. Uh, sorry, two types of sulfur. One's a thiol and one's a sulfate. And when you put them together, they act as one of the best chelating detoxing agents you'll ever use. Combine it with vitamin C. Alrighty. Alrighty. Now you spell. Well, can you spell? Okay, you spelled sodium, didn't you? Hold on. Yeah, sodium thiol. T H I O L. I don't know if you'll be able to see this. And then sulfate. Sometimes they spell it with a PH and sometimes they spell it with an F. So sodium thiosulfate. Okay, that's one of the best things I've ever seen pull shit out of the body. Now, I must warn you again. <laughs> Somebody tried the sodium thiosulfate. You must, if you use this, you must use it with electrolytes and fermented dairy. Through the day, you have to replace. This doesn't fool around. This doesn't monkey around. This doesn't play around. If Elvis is down in your socks, you will see him coming out of your arse. You know, anything that isn't nailed down is coming out. So you have to replace what you extract in regarding to because it doesn't discriminate good and bad come out you know uh there you go and elvis will be in a rowboat singing he's nothing but a hound dog you know it's him <laughs> you can ask him how he got up your ass and that's that's then between you and him <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's a good remedy for reflux? Well, depends what, depends what you're allergic to, depends what you're eating. 
you know, you're eating things that's creating this problem, then you have to look at what is in what you're eating. A lot of times I would, uh, betaine is one thing you can use. Sherry's just sharing you that, increase your hydrochloric acid. But the other thing you may want to try also is glutamine to repair the esophageal lining and the stomach lining. But you really got to pay attention to what you're eating. If you're eating bread and you're eating pasta and you're eating rice and you're eating cereal and you're eating any kind of grain, pseudo grain like quinoa, oat, barley, buckwheat, and you're eating any of that shit, you can expect to have reflux. That's simple. So no amount of hydrochloric acid, no amount of glutamine is going to fix that until you quit putting the shit in there and then you can repair what's been damaged. There we go. Well, you know what? In my cartoon, Mary and it's Elvis, but in your cartoon, it could be whatever you want. Cat Steven, Barry Gibb, whatever you like. <laughs> he'll be, he'll be, whatever's up your ass is going to come out. Let's just put you that way. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, it's your cartoon. Whoever you want, knock yourself out. So, let Modern Keeper throughout the day, if if I take SCS uh, and vitamin C and you need electrolytes. No, not just, you know, I do not understand. I thought I said electrolyte. Maybe it came out in Swahili. Maybe I was started speaking in tongues at that point. I don't know. Maybe it's possible. I heard electrolytes. Maybe somebody else heard what you said, citric acid. So, and I'm not sure where you're getting citric acid as an electrolyte, but anyhow, I don't know. So, but let me try this again, and hopefully it'll come out in English this time. That you will do the, if you do the STS with the vitamin C, you're going to take electrolytes. And you can use keeper or yogurt or cheese, anything that is a fermented dairy. I just want to make sure you understand I said electrolytes and not lemon water. Okay? That's what I want to make sure you understand. You know, like I said, I may have, it may have came out in tongues at that point in time. I don't know. I'm just trying to, you know, make sure you understand I didn't say lemon water. What is it? Why don't you go look that up? You're so quick to jump on citric uh, uh, lemon water. Why aren't you looking these things up? Why are you assuming that what you're being told is true? Why are you? What? Why would you assume I'm telling you the truth? Look it up. If I'm telling you electrolytes, I'm not telling you lemon water. If it was lemon water, I was explaining to you, then I would have said lemon water. See, you F around with something like sodium thiosulfate, and some people have. They didn't listen to what I said. They decided to go to use something else other than what I told them to use. They wound up having problems. And since you've never tried sodium thiosulfate, it would be to your best advantage that you listen to people who have taken it that can best guide you with it. Because this way, if you don't get the electrolytes, you will F yourself. That simple. You know what I mean, I am telling you this for your own good, not to put you down, but you got to quit listening to these fucking gurus that don't know their ass from a hole in the ground. 
And if they're telling you lemon waters are electrolytes and they're then you know what? They're yanking your chain really hard. Go look it up. You know. So there are other ideas that would work as well, but in this situation, you need to pay attention. That is not an electrolyte. Alrighty. So let me get back to let me get back to the show. I started something on the show. <laughs> You guys read right on the links that the Catholic Church now is stepping back away from the injections. You've read that, right? Now because the European Union is saying that these things are dangerous and they've caused more grief. And, and everyone's been saying this for how long? Two years and ten months? Everyone's been saying these things are dangerous. And yet, and yet... Catholic, the, the the papa, the papa, the papa been saying, you will need to take the jab. Do it for your neighbor. <laughs> Share a pizza <laughs> and a little vino and get the shot. <laughs> How much and often do you take the electric throughout the day? If you're playing with sodium sulfate, and you actually go through the motions, you'll realize how much shit comes out of your backside. Like a, your eyeballs, if they're brown, may turn blue. That's how much crap comes out of you. So you need to be doing that throughout the day. I've been diagnosed with hemochromatosis, and I'm looking for a natural way to chelate iron. Thanks for any guidance you have. Incorporate more calcium in your system. Calcium neutralizes iron. Okay, calcium will neutralize iron. And because uh, sometimes chelation can, can benefit, but it can also create problems for you. Start incorporating more calcium and see if that will lower the irons in that way. And uh, be careful what you're eating that may have an iron content so you don't, again, load the system. Okay, try that first before you get into any kind of chelation. Eating green leafy vegetables, again, you may want to examine what you're eating that may have an iron content. And again, uh, you, you may not be getting enough copper as well because copper also regulates iron and so does B12. And so does vitamin C. So you may want to look at, instead of chelating, you may want to look at um, regulating by taking supplements that you may not be getting or you may be low in. You know, it's good to take things out sometimes, but sometimes it's not about what you're taking out. And if you're having an iron uh, overload, that may be something going on in the body that's triggering this effect. And sometimes, sometimes it's a deficiency. And if you're deficient in copper, B12, or vitamin C, that could happen. So before you start pulling things out, start putting those things back and do it more than once a day. Rule of thumb. Rule of thumb. If you have a health issue, then you're taking things every three hours. If you don't have a health issue, you're just taking things to supplement then maybe once or twice a day, depending how you're living. 
So because you have a health condition, you may want to do things in low dose every couple hours just to make sure that you're on top of whatever's going on. Okay? Just to give you a general guideline on what to do. Sometimes, like I said, sometimes you have to pull things out. Sometimes. But sometimes you, you're having problems too because you don't have certain things, so there's a reaction going on in the system. You know, uh, some people have been told they got goit goitrogenic and they got these goiters in their, in their thyroid, and they tell them not to use iodine, but then maybe the iodine that they're deficient in that could be causing this, and you combine it with selenium, and sometimes that corrects it. Got to remember, a lot of these things that these medical people have been practicing is really, really outdated. And I have to say that back in the 60s, a lot of the doctors were irradiating uh, a lot of women uh, thyroid with, with this radioactive uh, iodine. They were literally burning it out and then giving them thyroxine. They were like the first prototype experiment. You know, and all they had to do is probably incorporate more selenium and giving them iodine because, again, in the, in the Midwestern part of the U.S. and the central part of Canada and down in the Carolinas all the way up into the prairies and up into Alaska, the iodine levels have been depleted terribly from a radioactive uh, explosion that the United States did back in 1956. So a lot of times their, their theory... Their prognosis, their diagnosis may actually be completely wrong. And what they're saying is a cause, uh, cause and effect may actually be just the reverse. So like I said, give it a go. You know, give it a go. Uh, the... Um, you know... There's a lot of things we're exposed to. Remember that too. Okay, again, let me remind you and reiterate something about iodine. Because we're exposed to Bluetooth radiation, uh, radar radiation over the over the ground or over yeah over the yeah over the horizon radiation, we're being exposed to a lot of high level radiation. As a result, we're having problems because. Uh, especially for women in, in the Midwest, because they're already low in iodine, you may find the iodine levels may get depleted a lot faster. So you may need to make sure you maintain a good source of iodine you know, in your, in your regimen. So that you don't, uh, you don't wind up deficient. Well, they're not even practicing physicians anymore. Back in the 50s and 60s and 70s, you could arguably say that they were practicing. Now all they're doing is prescribing. The truth of the matter, they're prescribing physicians today. They're not practicing anything. You know, they, like I said, they don't care. Uh, they're not interested in anything that, um, uh, in regarding to what, as far as treating or fixing anything. Can't make no money fixing it. This is what they tell you all the time. That the doctors cannot make any money fixing anybody. And yet people are coming to people like me. 
who are who are you're not going to make a million dollars or anything like that and that that would be unrealistic and the only doctors are making millions of dollars those are selling shills they're shills selling pills um Oh, really? <laughs> well, I guess that's a good compliment then. That what is that is what exactly why a lot of your uh, audience is East Indian because you're the closest thing to an Ayurvedic medicine available today. Ah, huh. uh, that 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 would be I would consider that to be a compliment, especially if you're putting me in the ranks of the Ayurvedic. Uh, what I do is give the body what it needs. Take out what it doesn't, what's not supposed to be there, and that's what basically any herbalist will should be doing. Um, anybody that's practicing any kind of alternative should be looking at looking at the cause of problems, not the symptoms of the problem. And when people are saying that they got X, Y, Z, one, two, three, and they're giving them stuff to treat that problem, that's the wrong approach, really. Sometimes you have to, sometimes you have to go that route, but you, but everyone needs to start examining why is these things happening? Uh, why are these things causing these, causing the situation? And when somebody comes to me, the first thing I ask, a bunch of things I ask is what are you eating? What do you do for a living? Because uh, I'm looking for epigenetics. I'm looking for their environment, where are they at? You know where they live how, how what kind of job they have because that all plays an important role of breaking somebody down somebody doesn't think that but you when you sit there and think about it, you're under uh led lights all day long being hit with uh, li-fi technology if you're in an office all day long you're surrounded by computers you're being hit with wi-fi technology these are radiations then if you're around people all day long, they have been injected. That's also another Bluetooth radiation plus whatever is being shed. So these things are very important to take into consideration. And when you're looking at everything that's going on today, you have to look at what people are eating because based on what they're eating, a lot of times there's nanobiotech in the food they're eating right, right off the bat. So this is why I tell a lot of people don't eat any kind of rice, bread, pasta, cereal, grain, of any kind or any pseudo grain every uh, you think about this in india there's one point what four billion people they got more people than china apparently they like sex more than the chinese that's that's all that's saying <laughs> but think about that so what would be the easiest way to kill these people what would be the easiest way to debilitate those people alter the rice you know, alter the rice, alter their, uh, alter their, um, their wheat, genetically engineer what they're eating. They will have, I was watching, there's this woman that comes on TV. I don't know her name and she's a, a, a podcaster and she gives us the news from India talking about Russia and China and Pakistan and all the stuff there. And not a bad looking woman, really. And she, she's, um, she's educated. 
So one day she did a series on the junk food that the people of India are eating. They got so much shit in their food, it's not even funny. They're trying to stop them from even engaging on a sexual level, just like over here. Got too many Indians, too many. You know, have some rice. Thank you. Come again. <laughs> yum, yum. Oh, it's not working. <laughs> so that's what they're doing there, too. Haven't eaten any grains for 15 years. Always felt horrible eating it. Never looked back. Eggs for me. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, I used to love rye bread. Rye bread was my thing. I just loved a good rye. And I would put rye into a toaster. And I wouldn't even toast it. Just to warm it up, you know. And then after I put it, it came out nice and warm. And put five pounds of butter on it. And garlic, pep garlic pepper or garlic salt and pepper on it. Or onion pepper and uh, onion pepper on it, and then I'd eat it. Man, I'd eat about six or eight slices. That was my breakfast. So sometimes I put a little peanut butter and some jam or whatever, and the way I went. Every time I ate that, I always had a, a major outbreak. And I realized after the after the third time, I was done with it. I said, you know what? I've had it with this shit. Threw it away. You know, took a year to get that year to break the. Um, the brain, the brains, boy, I'll tell you, that's, whew. You, know, you drive by a Tim Hortons and smell a bagel, man, talk about a junkie salivating. <sighs> uh, we have a store here that used to be called uh, A&P, and they used to have a bakery inside. So when you'd walk into the store, man, you smell that fresh baked bread, and again, salivation. <laughs> Pizza shops, you know, at nighttime, you're driving down the road, and just, and you know what, it always works. When you quit something, these things decide to jump in front of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Maybe you're right. I don't drink whiskey. I found I always found whiskey to be on the harsh side. I'm a brandy toter myself. So, but our cognac or once in a blue moon, I may have a, a vermouth, but that's really rare these days. Too much sugar in that. Who knew whiskey? Okay. Uh, okay. Everyone's okay. Good. <laughs> well, you know, it's unfortunate in a way that they have destroyed bread one way, but you can get it in another, you know, you just eat it in its fermented form and it's distilled form. <laughs> Once you get it into the distilled form, you have refined it. <laughs> now it has a kick. <laughs> And it can be used medicinally without getting drunk or, or, you know, having problems. Now, again, let me reiterate, if you have a problem with alcohol, do not engage. Start incorporate, incorporating B3, B1, uh, B4, which is adenine, and start using minerals like zinc, copper, and manganese. This may may help if you're even having uh, withdrawals from quitting alcohol. There's a remedy on my site called Drug Free. And basically it's for those people who, are, who have substance abuse, whether it be alcohol or pharmaceutical. And the idea behind it is you take a bunch of B vitamins and minerals, electrolytes and whatever, consume them, and then go to sleep. It's a terrific idea. The idea is once you take the substance and you go to bed, as the alcohol or the substance in your system 
gets lower and lower and lower and you're adding nutrients to the body, you don't feel the effect of the withdrawal. Thought it was a good idea. For 10 years, my sister wanted me to go grain-free. I refused. Then got nano outbreak and no more grains for me. Because uh, Tony said no grains. Because <laughs> I said so. <laughs> well, I discovered that, you know, through the research and because I got hit with this, I was just explaining to another buddy of mine. Uh, who's also been working on the nano for as long as I have, uh, who came up with his his own tech as well. Um, we are talking about how we have 13 years ago got a head start in all this, knew what was going on, we just and we had to discover everything. You have to remember, all the stuff I'm talking about nano now, you're getting it, you're just getting it. We had to go through the painful research uh, and observations and everything that went along with it, trial and error and seeing this shit mutate and all kinds of stuff. Anyway, the uh, so when we looked at the research way back then and seeing how, what they were doing in the food supply, I mean, they're talking today. I was reading something about another, about the third strain DNA, which I'm going to probably post in tomorrow's show as well. Um, you know, we are effed. I gotta say, we're totally effed here. It's really sad to, to realize how badly effed we are with what they've done. So I, you know, and the outbreak of all this nano poison that we're getting, and now people injected with a nanogenetic, that's even worse. That's even worse, you know. Um, we are literally um, been violated. Tony, is chlorine dioxide worth supplementing for general health? I don't think so. I think it's good to have around if something uh, goes wrong. I don't advocate everything they advocate about it. They, they made it to be some sort of super duper pooper trooper. But that's all marketing bullshit too. Uh, if I got a dime for every time I heard something could cure everything... I could have retired 20 years ago. So, I mean, you got copper chloride, zinc chloride, you got vitamin C, you got MSM, DMSO, lauracetin. You got a lot of things you can use that will work just like that. You know, so again, choose to use it or not, it's up to use, but do not use it daily either. That's another stupid thing. See, when I hear people telling people to use their products daily, then you know it's a show because they want you to use up the bottle to buy another one. You know. Yeah, the alter well, the alternative media is that's what they do. Today it's chlorine dioxide. Tomorrow it'll be hydrogen. The next day it'll be adioclarity or or zeolite. The next day, and, it's, and these are all hijacks, pretty much. Arguably, chlorine dioxide may not be, but the rest of them are just bullshit. How DMSO helps us in healing? Hmm. Well, they stop you from going to Walmart to take out, uh, you know, organ parts and replace them. <laughs> DMSO is a multifaceted healant. 
you know, it can kill cancer, it can remove gangrene. It has a lot of stuff that it does. You know, if you do a little research on it, you'd be amazed at what it does. You know, can you answer my can you answer my two cock something? Well, Cocker's peanut about detoxing kids from radiation poisoning. I got a website on the, on the topic. Yeah, kids can be detoxed from radiation. We should be detoxing them from radiation. Detoxification of radiation would require just a, a, something as simple as a bath with borax and baking soda. Have them soak. Uh, make sure they're getting enough iodine in their diet. Make sure they're getting enough borax or boron in their diet. Um... Uh, there's a lot of things that can help the body become more resistant to radiation. You know, so yeah, for sure. Why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you detox kids? You know, go on my website and augment and force and you'll see an anti-radiation like there's actually just two of them. You might want to download them. DMSO feels heat on my skin. You know what? Maybe it's not DMSO. <laughs> <laughs> you just got, you know, you just took a whiff of DMSO and just got completely turned on. I mean, it could have happened. It is, it is heat. It's a sulfur. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a sulfur dioxide. So you have the, you have an oxygen content with the sulfur for sure. You're going to feel a little heat. So uh, you can neutralize that, you know, by cutting it in half. You know, or putting something else on like aloe vera or oil on the, on the area first before you put the DMSO on. So then it doesn't have that effect as far as burning. Okay, Tony, if we need, if we need to use a few foundational supplements, what would, the, what would be the top? If it's very no general request, I know, but three that most could benefit. Well, you can't really go that route. You don't live in the same environment I do. I live in an environment that is automotive sector, full of shit in the air, nano everywhere. We got an incinerator blowing here. So the top three things I may give people here might be a sulfur, vitamin C, uh, and maybe an iodine or enzymes, something to that effect to break things down and flush things out and fortify the body so that things don't mutate. You may live in another environment altogether where it's all radioactive. So the top three supplements for you are going to be a little bit different than what I'm going to be using here. So it's pretty difficult to tell anybody what are the top three. That's like saying which is the better supplement to take. It all depends where you live and what you're exposed to. Okay, if you're in Toronto, then you'd have to take a look at where in Toronto are you. You know, and what's in your surrounding area? And where's your water table coming from? Is your house um, sitting on an area where it emits radon gas? Because it seems to be a problem in Toronto when they built a lot of these houses. They're emitting radon radiation in the house. Are you, uh, are you, where, what do you do for a living? Are you exposed to a lot of Wi Fi and Li Fi? Are you exposed to a lot of computers? Are you in a factory? Are you around a lot of heavy solvents, uh, oils, and paints? Are you around a lot of uh, metal dust from, uh, from cutting and, and welding? 
You know, are you a taxi driver driving through Toronto picking up people? You know, like I said, it all depends. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's but that can be said about anything. I'm, I live in Windsor. You know, what well, we have one, not even one tenth, probably one one hundredth of the population you have there. But I have Detroit right beside me, dumping all kinds of shit. We have an incinerator here bending all kinds of shit. We have the automotive that's been dumping into our water table for a long time. And you get out to the uh, about 20 miles away, you got farmers dumping pesticides into the water table. So, yeah, it's, it's, it, it, Windsor's a problem everywhere. Essex County's a problem everywhere. So, but like I said, it, it would, again, a lot of it would, would be determined what you do for a living, where you're living what's predominantly going on chemtrails is everywhere so you're going to need stuff to help again neutralize metals or neutralize the uh, nanobots or nanotechnology that you're exposed to so the number one thing may be a bucket or a triangle you know so again you got to kind of think when you ask a question like that nobody can give you a real answer that's just you know because if they're, they're telling you something, then all they're doing is parroting what they're being told by other uh, Hollywood alternatives. You know. See, I can't, I can, between here and London, Ontario, London's a little cleaner on one hand, but dirtier on the other. So again, what are going to be the best supplements to use in london you get to kitchener again it may be a little cleaner than windsor but dirtier than london you get out to strathroy strathroy's got a lot of heavy industry there and they got a lot of pollution there with uh uh pesticides and factory waste into the landscape you get to sarnia well you know sarnia is nothing but a chemical cesspool and you get up by Godridge. So Godridge may not have anything there directly, but it may be getting stuff indirectly from, let's say, Sarnia and maybe um, uh, Kitchener-Waterloo. All depends on how the wind shifts. You know. So like I said, you know, even when you get up north, and if they've been dumping nuclear spent rods in the mines... Okay, and you find out about it. Well, there goes your land, water, and air. <laughs> All radioactive. You know, if they're spraying heavily in those areas, if they're dumping biological agents into the soil, see, it, wherever you go, you got to have a sense of what, what is what kind of thing. You know what I mean? So saying that Toronto is a problem, well, you can say the same thing about Edmonton. You can say the same thing about Calgary, about Winnipeg, Saskatoon, Montreal. Montreal is just like Toronto. You know, St. John's. You go up way up northern Alberta, it's a big problem. Go up way up northern Quebec, there's big problems. So, you know, get into BC, they got a lot of problems there too. 
especially when you go into the islands and you go up north on the islands. All the lumbering, they're running down into the uh, rivers and streams there. They've just basically, they've wiped that all out. That's been going on for decades. Canada has become a staged event. Canada basically looks pretty on television. Hockey night in Canada. And they got a big truck and they're out in the Alberta Rockies and they're showing this t truck and this and it's stuff and durable and it's in beautiful Rockies and snow and just, you know, what a landscape and it's all bullshit. But to the general population, they think that's clean, pristine air. They don't realize when they chemtrail, they're only, uh, uh, Alberta's 3,700 3, feet above sea level. There's no place for that stuff to go or have a change, chance to shift. It's coming straight down. So, again, they have problems there. Um, oh, for sure. But that's, but on the same token, that's why I'm saying you can't really tell anybody what's the three best supplements. You may need to take 10 or 20, where, depending where you're living, in order to neutralize and negate what's going on. And I'm presenting this for the whole audience so they can see what I'm talking about, that geographically, wherever you live, are going to be problems. Go way up north, go way down south, go into the Midwest, go into the hills, go into the mountains, you know, go into the fields. There's going to be, there's always going to be something. So... Again, it's a matter of understanding your environment and then going from there to take whatever you need to take to neutralize whatever you need to neutralize. The one thing I will say as a number one thing that I think everybody should understand is the older you are, the more you're going to need enzymes. Number that, without that, nothing is going to work because enzymes trigger, you have over 5,000 enzymes in your body and they trigger every biochemical reaction that goes on in your system. So enzymes are usually a big key player. Okay, just to give you an idea. But that's probably one of the few universals and antioxidants would follow. And then again, um, you got enzymes and antioxidants, you know. So that's pretty basic. Pretty basic. Serapeptase, I would use that if I wanted to pull out heavy metals or damaged tissue or opening up uh, uh, arteries and veins and things. You know, and I may even combine that with MSM and vitamin C to, uh, to accentuate the effect. Uh, I would probably be using a full spectrum enzyme, meaning that's going to break down protein, uh, carbs, lipids, uh, fibers, dense material. If you go online and look up Enzymedica, E-N-Z-Y-M-E-D-I-C-A, look at Digest Basic. It's a pretty basic formula. But if you're going to take, say you got a problem and you were to use that every three hours, you'd be okay with that one. Serapeptase, the way they're selling it now, it used to be able to get it in 10 and 20 milligram strength, which I preferred because I could give that to smaller doses every three to five, three hours. And I used to see all kinds of great results with it. But now when it's listed at 125 or 100,000 SU units, you can't give people that kind of stuff anymore because it can cause the thinning of the blood and they could actually be shitting or bleeding out of their nose, you know. 
So it's not something you want to really see happen. So like I said, they've changed some things, not necessarily for the better either. Um, trypsin is another enzyme. They used to use trypsin, believe it or not, for surgery. So every time they did a surgical procedure with somebody, when they got done before they, after they cleaned out everything, if they, they would put enzymes in the wound. It would then break down all the proteins that may have been damaged, severed, or left behind. You know, trypsin and serapeptides, I think, are the best to go to you have, really, as far as breaking down protein, um, impeding uh, uh, compounds in the system. You know, but enzymes are a major player in everybody. Trypsin, T-R-Y, uh, P-S-I-N, trypsin. So, oh, we got another one. Well, I'll try trypsin, you know. Sometimes you may have to combine several different prolytic enzymes to break down a problem. But if the cyst is not breaking down, then you may have to ask what is, what is feeding it. What's feeding the cyst? You know. Can you email me? I'd like to have you on our podcast. Up and out. Up and out at hush.com. Okay, I can do that. Call to action. All righty. What are we going to talk about? <laughs> what are we going to talk about? <laughs> um, <laughs> everything. <laughs> everything is a pretty broad field. <laughs> You're how the show got started today, didn't you? <laughs> Uh, nanokinase enzyme will put, put your entire arm to sleep. Yeah, I don't encourage nanokinase on any level. Never have. Even when it came out, we said these guys coming with enzymes. I used to tell them all the time, serapeptase blows nano out the door every time. And I said, and nano's derived from soy. So why would anybody use that shit is beyond me. You can't get the glyphosates out. You can't do it. There's a lot of things you cannot get out when you extract things from soy. So I never bothered with it. You know, um, um, I have no idea. Might have been what was in the natto. I have no idea, you know. I don't use it. Like I told you, I don't even bother with natto. I will give you trypsin. I will give you serapeptase. I will give you other prolytic enzymes like bromelain and papain, but I'll never give you natto. I don't even, I don't even bother with that crap. If it has to do with soy, I try to avoid it like the plague. You know, A, I'm a male and I like to see, I like, the fact that I have a male organ that functions, not that it's, I can pee with it without having to worry about it becoming feminized. You know, my ass looks like a man's ass on a woman's ass and I don't have boobs, you know. So I prefer not using anything with soy. Uh, it has too many side effects and a lot of the stuff that soy has in it 
when they're extracting stuff out of it, they really can't get it all out either. So I don't bother with it. You know, I don't encourage it. I think there are better products out there. You know, when I did the orientation the other night, I was explaining to, uh, there was a guy there who was talking about using methylene blue for um, detoxification. I told him, I told him about the serapeptase. I said, I, since that's come along, I don't bother with anything else. That is the, probably the most efficient and effective detoxifier going on. You know, so anyway, whether he took up on the advice or not, I have no idea. Remember something else, too. A lot of these alternative people are talking like parrots. They are repeating the same thing that's been said a hundred million times before. And it's easy to say something that's been said a hundred million times before because it's safe. Everybody else has said these things before. When I listen to somebody talking today that's doing alternative, they're not mentioning nano infections on any level. Nanobiotech, genetics, whatever, or epigenetics. I lose interest with them very quickly. Whether it be a he or a she. Because they're still speaking about detoxing, you know, yeast. Or detoxing, uh, you know, heavy metals. <laughs> I always, I, I heard one woman talking the other day. She was being consulted and I was just having to be in a room. And a lot of these detoxing things didn't work. So anyway, um because a lot of these things that people have been exposed to are not metal. They are not heavy metal. They are dense metal that have uh, agglomerated or, uh, uh, um, what's the word, agglomerate and accumulate in high density, which makes them very difficult to work with. So again, you know, like this is what I'm saying. Today's time, you got to start thinking that you're in 2022, not 1922. 1922, you had an STD like uh, I don't know, syphilis. You could have taken it out with copper, copper scorbate, copper sulfate, zinc, uh, chloride, high dose of vitamin C. Today, if you have syphilis, you need basically a regimen of all kinds of things to get it out because of the mutations and the corruption that the medical field has done to this thing over many, many decades. This has all been weaponized. This has all been, you know, instituted into, into the uh, mainstream in order to kill everybody. And a lot of things that used to work way back in the 20s and 30s will not work today because they have neutralized these things. And, they, and the technology that they are infecting people with will not be affected or impacted by these things any longer. Everyone's got this idea for some reason, and I don't know how this happens, but everyone's got this idea that, peop, that these people that are creating this bio-warfare are not going to further advance than where they're at. And so these devices we have today will always work. Makes no sense to me. Nano infection, I believe the medical uh, community is so far behind, they did, but, uh, but they don't teach any of this. Are there any good books 
uh, or have you just been reading journals? I have been reading everything, not just journals, research. You know, I got databases upon databases. You got to understand something. They're not going to come right out and tell you what it is. A lot of times you have to just figure it out. But if you got an yeast infection and you're not really dealing with the stuff that can cause yeast infections normally, then you have to look at some other cause of uh, manner. And when you remove the stuff out of the body and the yeast infection goes away, then you can make that connection as well. You know. Uh, just start. Just start. You can go on my website. I got a bunch of stuff there on Nano. I can send you my Wix sites, get you started. Uh, and you can go from there, you know. There's so much out there. Today, there's so much out there that you can't help but bump into it. 13 years ago, we were scrounging for it. Today, it's everywhere. And now I'm looking at third-strand DNA. You know, I've been reading about that more and more. So, yeah, you. I don't think you'll have any problem finding any information in regarding to nanogenetics or nano, nano infection. None. I think on my page alone, it explains to you that no nano metal, none, doesn't matter what it is, works with our bodies exact same way as the micron stuff. The micron is what we need. The nano isn't, you know, Alrighty, we got more people coming in. Wow. <laughs> like I said, we are today in a realm and in a in a reality that we have never been in before. And this stuff has been here before. It's not the first time we've been exposed as as a species. There's been all kinds of research where they have found nano constructs in the past 10,000 years ago. So it's not like we're the first ones to have come up with it. We are just the first ones that are stupid enough not to realize what we're dealing with. That's the difference, you know. That's a total difference. All right, we're getting down to the wire here. Wow, it's already almost two hours. Can you imagine that? We've been, you know, hearing this, listening to me yeah, for two hours. Oof. You guys have good tolerance. <laughs> Very good tolerance. Um, tomorrow I'll be doing another podcast and then Saturday, well, I got everybody here Saturday. I'll be doing another one at three o'clock in the afternoon. Just so everybody, so those of you in Europe, uh, can tune in during the day and you know, get acquainted. Now, let me again, remind all of you. If you're having any problems or any, uh, or you want to say something to me. Putting it in the pod, I'll never see it. You have to send me an email. Okay, the email has to, that's the only way I'll be able to contact you. Email the email. If you go through Podbean, there's no way I can reach you. Just so you know. Just so you know. So if you're sending a comment or making some kind of statement, uh, and you want me to uh, respond back, you're going to have to send me your email. There's no way around it. Just so you know. Uh, well, I try there, Deborah. I really try. Uh, all righty. 
Well, Zaza, you just got to take care. You know, this is not 1979 anymore. <laughs> Those days are done. <laughs> What's your Rumble account name? Same, independence. So rumble.com and just type in independence and you can go there's I, I i started to transfer videos from youtube there because already youtube took one of my videos down so i've been slowly but surely working on that all righty i think we're going to wind it down i always say at the end of these shows go read the gospels read what jesus had to say read the book of revelations that is the playbook that's where the interdimensional they're talking about interdimensional wars on every level so again, encourage you to read the New Testament, read the Gospels, read the letters, read the book of Revelations. And as I always say on these shows, we are still here by the grace of God. Remember that. So until the next segment, to your health, take care. And thanks for coming in. Thanks. <laughs>